<laughs> we should have started mom vlogs a couple years ago. Yeah. I'd love to see how they flourish, you know, <laughs> what kind of deals we could get. Are there dad blogs? I mean, I feel like it'd just be a comedy blog. But yeah, there, I'm, yeah, there are. There, there are. are. There's definitely some dad vlogs and blogs. But nobody reads them. <laughs> <laughs> when to I'm leave. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And this is episode 32. Yeah. I mean, wait. No. No, it's not. Yeah. This is episode 33. <laughs> <laughs> I just read the last episode number and repeated it. Uh, so there you go. I've come to I, realize that I, that episode numbers mean absolutely nothing because I have to enter them when I do when yeah. I like make the show, but I've messed it up so many times that it I, it it makes no difference. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, what what are numbers anyway? Right? They're just just things that made you mad in school. Yep, I was never good at math. Nope, still don't like math. Nothing's changed. I don't either. so. <laughs> Mike, how are you doing? It's it's. I mean, we're we're we average about once a month yeah. where we get to see each other's face and, and do this podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, as we're recording this, we just had Easter. Yeah. So it's mid-April now. Yeah. Summertime is getting close. I'm excited. I'm getting ready for summer. Um, I'm doing something interesting where I am. Have you heard of um lawn, um plugs? <laughs> Is this like for your it, like it, like hair it plugs is very, for your lawn? It is very similar to hair plugs, like because we have a huge patch of uh, our front lawn that is just dead, and we can't get grass to grow there. So I ordered sixty four lawn plugs, and you spe- wow. you essentially drill a hole like every foot or so, and you put a little plug of grass in your lawn. Wow! And supposedly it's supposed to you know help you grow grass back in that that area so i'm gonna i'm getting ready for that but um i've already mowed once the back only one time the backyard yeah uh, our grass is really finicky like it does not grow until it starts to get warm and it's only just now getting warm so really throughout winter it doesn't do anything and then right around now it kind of starts to pop back up and so yeah. this is uh, yesterday was the first day that I mowed and it was nice. I've mowed three times. Woo. Yeah. And like, it's not like, you know, me, I love mowing the yard. This wasn't like, oh, I just can't wait. It's like, no, I've literally had to. Yeah. Like it's, it's been thick. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm so pumped for summer. I was really, uh, you know, we have a topic for today's episode, which we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, but I almost changed it on you last night about 11 o'clock because I thought that would be funny. Um, <laughs> I would have been asleep. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. I mean, it would have been, been a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to just, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting hyped about summertime. Like, I'm so ready for it to where it's like, I just want to talk about summer mm-hmm. and the things I'm looking forward to about <clears throat> summer. 
But um, I guess maybe we can we can wax on that a little bit if you want. Yeah, I'm I'm game to wax. I mean, did not mowing the yard yesterday get a little tingle in your cringle? Um, the actual physical act of mowing did not, but the result of mowing did. Like, cause I I yeah. I what I was doing is um I mowed while I was letting videos render, and so like I ran outside, mowed for like 20, 30 minutes, and then came back inside. And um, as I was sitting back down, continuing my work, I was able to look back out at a freshly manicured lawn. And my wife's been doing a really great job with our uh, garden right now. We've got a lot of new flowers popping up and she's planted some new stuff. And um, it, it, it just looks really beautiful back there. And so it was like nice to kind of enjoy that. And it did get me excited for the summer and like, cause this will be the first summer that my kid has been in public school. So he'll have the summer off. So I'll get to oh, kind of enjoy the summer with him. And, um, or, you know, we might kill each other from driving each other crazy, but, um, one of the two will happen. I didn't even think about that. You're going to be working from home still. Like you don't get summer. Yeah, break. I know. <laughs> And the other two kids will be at, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't know right now. Maybe that's fine. But like, I did you go to daycare during summers when you? No, I don't know if I ever went to like legitimate daycare. I think I bounced around from babysitters and different child care situations. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure my parents put me in vacation Bible school one year just for the free daycare. Like I, we didn't go to church. I, I was not, I mean, we were Christian, but I never went to church. So like, I literally just went there so that my parents had somewhere to take me during the day while they were at work. And, um, right. but so like I, to be fair, a lot of people do that. And I think that's kind of the point is like, yeah, just, <laughs> Hey, somebody's offering care for a week. Yeah. Go, go have fun. Yeah. Um, I know that in middle school, starting in sixth grade, I was able to stay home by myself. Like I was walking home. I could stay home during the summers by myself. And wow. we, we, it was, it was fun to actually kind of remember stuff like that. Cause I was asking my parents, like, you know, when, you know, when did I start walking? Cause we were talking about like, when would we feel comfortable letting Colt walk from home from school or ride the bus or stuff like that? And I would like, I remembered like back in the day before cell phones and everything, you know, I would have to walk home from school, call my mom the minute I got home to let her know that I was there. And then they would probably be home an hour or two later. But then there was also like a situation where my parents didn't want me answering the door or answering the phone when I was there at home alone. And so like they had codes. So like if my dad called, he'd let it ring once and then hang up and then call back. And I knew that that was my dad calling. And like, Mm. because he didn't want me answering the phone. And this was like before caller ID and stuff like that. So it was just kind of fun to like remember stuff like that from back in the day. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. Like, I I feel very fortunate because both my parents were educators. And so when I was on summer break, they were on summer break. So I I never had to be thrown into a daycare situation. Um, When we were really little, um, kind of that easing into are you doing half a days of preschool, kindergarten, mm-hmm. whatever. Like there were various sorts of like you were saying, like babysitter situations or like, um, you know, I would go to babysitters with multiple kids, you know, like kind of like yeah. the idea of like carpooling, but like kid watch. So it's like yeah. we'd be at this person's house for a couple of days and then this person's, et cetera. Um, 
but like when school the, the trick was um there would be some form of daycare for like a couple of weeks after school and then leading up to school starting again where you know teachers have to report back early or stay late so you know just because we're out of school you know teachers like now i can clean my room you mm -hmm. know now i can you know get all this stuff wrapped up for the year and then same thing with starting school it's like okay now i have to go and get the room ready and do all this so <laughs> yeah we had a daycare we went to um a couple of times a year um and then you know as we got older my mom her friends would like watch us like she, we had a friend her name was sharon it's my mom's best friend um she had two girls who were close in my sister and i's age um and so we would spend a lot of time with her in the summer and that was i mean so much fun well i i will have to talk about summers as kids one day but i mean some of my favorite summer memories are being at sharon's house mm -hmm. and just basically like you know she was like the cool aunt yeah it's like you know she had she drove a convertible it was just really like we, it was just a blast yeah. like we had always had a good time with her that but. that sounds like my situation because we the lady that babysat my brother and i um she was the mom of one of the boys on my baseball team so it was like all the other kids there were all kids from my baseball team and oh, yeah. so it was just kind of like an extension of you know that friend group and but she she was that same way. She was like the cool aunt where like we knew that we could get away with stuff with her and like anytime we'd have to like go somewhere, there were like six kids piled into a three seat back seat of the car and like some of us were sitting on yeah. each other's laps and if she saw a cop, she'd say, Hit it and we'd have to like duck down so that we didn't get in trouble. <laughs> it was just like, man, no there was no rules back then. I know. It's so much fun. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm craving, craving summer right now. Um, like, I'm ready for the heat. Like, I'm ready for, like, I've been doing a little bit of cooking out, but I'm like ready to like cook out and mm -hmm. like stay outside while I'm cooking out. You know, yeah. not like throw some stuff on the grill, then run back inside because it's, it's still chilly and, you know, not wearing freaking sweats and a hoodie when I'm like mowing the yard. Like, I'm ready for, I'm ready for those summer activities. Yeah. And just the the hot days, and I hear somebody mowing right now. That makes me happy. <laughs> but um, yeah. So with 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 everything coming up, we got it. Summer's coming up. We're gonna do some summer themed episodes coming soon. Um, I guess we should talk about the state of the podcast a little bit. And I don't I don't consider this bad news or good news. I mean, it's just it's just like just a little inf inf information of what's going on cuz it's likely you're seeing this in the scary movie section of your podcast listening. Um we haven't had episodes directly to the Saturday morning feed in a while. So I don't know, Mike. You want you explain what we're what we're trying to do? So yeah, so when we created the sister cast Saturday morning ice cream, we made a separate SoundCloud account, and as we started to f kind of favor, you know, doing one cast at a certain t time of year over another cast, we kind of realized it didn't make a whole lot of sense to pay for two accounts when you know we're only devoting so much time to one podcast so we did decide to essentially combine the two casts into the scary movie feed because that's where the majority of our listeners were and so yeah. i think 
as of now, we're probably going to focus more on Saturday cast because that's kind of where we are in our lives. It's, it's, it, we've evolved so much since we started the podcast, and I think this is just an evolution of our podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think what I've noticed, like the biggest difference is, and, and it, it's kind of unfair to say like, well, we're just going to focus on the Saturday cast when in reality, I think it's just like once we like, have like i mean we've kind of merged everything to some degree but so like it it's just the podcast now yeah but you know like when we started you know everybody knows the story of how the scary cast came to be based on mike and i's real life events of saturday you know or watching horror movies on the weekends and eating ice cream to where i eventually move away we miss doing that so we found a way to talk about it and have that similar experience through a podcast so essentially you know as we've gotten older, life's just become so different. Um, I think personalities have even changed. I'll go as far as to say that. I I love listening to some of the older episodes, but I even feel like um, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm a, that's a different person to some degree. Um, I don't know if that's just with getting older or becoming a father. And, you know, even both of us, we started this show and we're got married started having kids so like life has just been different but like i'm i i feel like horror movies like i still love them and i still enjoy them that's still my preference it's just i don't even watch a lot of movies period yeah. so in order to make the scary cast happen it's almost become impossible to be like okay you know not only that but like i own my own business now so like it's not that i'm just doing the work of what I used to do, but it's like, I'm running the show. So yeah. it's like the responsibility load is so much different to say, Oh, I've got two hours to go and watch a movie and then two more hours to go and talk about it. And it's just, it's not happening. At least not right now. Um, <laughs> it might, it might come back again one day where it's feasible, but like even the, the, the seasonal slowdowns, right? Like I don't want to talk about horror movies in december right you know you know to where it's like you know i i think i think just talking about the the not necessarily the past because i that's one thing i will say i pride ourselves talking to being quote unquote a nostalgia cast but not just living in the past i think what's has sparked this new vigor i guess to talk about the, the, our past is because we've had kids and we're reminded of, of what it was like to be a kid and i think that's where my headspace is is like you know i ha <clears throat> i have a kid now i have a I i'm a dad and now i'm thinking about what it was like to be a kid and it's influencing how i raise my kid you know yeah and so it, i'm just in my head more in that space i am about like <laughs> horror movies and, and things like that. And I'll say this too, horror movies just aren't the same as they used to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't even have the desire to like keep up what, with what's currently going on in, in the movie world. Um, so we would only be talking about mostly old movies and mm -hmm. you know, it, I don't know. That's just kind of my, my take on it. Like I, I, I feel like it's a lot easier to come to the table and talk about um, again, priding ourselves on not just living in the past but like relating the past to present day i think in my head is how i justify our show being a little bit different than the well let's talk about this thing from you know 1980 something or right. you know if that i i'm rambling mike <laughs> you want to take the wheel 
No, I, I, I mean, I was just going to say that you and I both did recently watch a scary movie. We both watched the new Scream. And I remember recommending it to you as like, it's the best horror movie that I've seen. And I don't even remember how long. But to be perfectly honest, I can't remember a single thing about it. <laughs> like, yeah. like okay. we would be That's horrible. That's a great example. We'd be horrible at reviewing horror movies now because yeah. we would watch it. And then like a few days would go by before we'd even be able to get to talk about it. And we'd probably not even remember what happened. Oh, for sure. I mean, you watched it. It took me a week after you watched it for me to watch it. And then what happened? Like, I, and then I go on vacation, yeah. family vacation. And it's like, um, I come back. I'm like, I remember having some thoughts about it, but I don't really remember <laughs> yeah. everything that happened. So you're going to get a really crappy review of that movie. But and then also on that movie. It also made me think about the fact that we don't watch many new horror movies. We're not watching many older horror movies. So when we do watch a new one and I'm like, oh my God, this is the best horror movie I've seen in years. It's probably not the best horror movie that's been made in years because right. it's just the first <laughs> one that I've watched in years. I'm like, that was a good movie. And it, it, yeah, it was right. a great movie, but it's probably not the best horror movie that's been made in so many years. It's just the first one that I've seen in so many years. Yeah, no, I mean, I here's what I will say. Um, if you are a scary movie cast fan, obviously, first and foremost, thank you for even giving us the time of day. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, the support and like the comments we've received and the reviews mean the absolute world to us. I would say this. It's not necessarily the end of that concept. It's just this is kind of the end of us making like really trying to make it a ongoing thing. So mm -hmm. uh, at least a steady thing. What what I've kind of envisioned this cast being not, and again, I don't want to call it the Saturday cast moving forward because I think it's just going to be the cast, whatever we end up calling it. Mm -hmm. But man, Halloween time. Yeah, we're going to be talking about scary movies. You know, yeah, we're going to be talking about spooky stuff. Like I'm not going to just be sitting here like, well, let's. Let's talk about, you know, the sub I mean, if it's if it's October, September, bring bring on the horror, bring on the spooky stuff. Like mm -hmm. um, if you loved the the scary cast and you're going to love October, September, you know, and maybe that's what we do. Maybe we start earlier, you know, kind of yeah. <laughs> to kind of, um, you know, do more of the things we used to do for, you know, the, the loyal people who have listened, you know, and are into the more scary stuff. But um, as a whole, I think this is just going to be more of a casual podcast talking about things that are currently relevant to us with a massive, you know, push towards the nostalgia side of things like yeah. the, the good old days side of things. Yeah, because another thing I will say is that I have actually watched and had the itch to watch more horror related things since we've stopped doing the scary cast. And I think it's because, you know, when there, we were never under any pressure by anybody, but it was kind of like no. a thing where once a month we had to watch a movie and then talk about it. And it, it didn't become like a job, but it just kind of became like, kind of not as fun to, right. to do. Like I, I, if I want to watch a horror movie, it's gonna, I need to be in the mood for it. And like, yeah. it's gotta just be kind of like a spontaneous thing. And like, 
I've watched maybe three horror movies this year, and that's probably three more horror movies than I watched last year. And yeah, um, well, considering it's April now, that's a good amount of horror yeah, movies. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new Scream. I can't remember what the third one was, but it was something on Shudder. Um, and then I've also been watching, um, oh, it was, um, was it Maniac Cop? I think it was uh, the majority of Maniac Cop. Um, which I've always wanted to see. And I was really enjoying it. I had to cut it off like halfway through, but um, I don't know. It was just, it was nice watching something and not feeling the pressure of like having to remember every single thing about it so that I could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that kind of changes your view. Um, and, and I think it's something you have to keep in practice with. Like when we were, when we were doing a show like every other week to every other month, I mean, you develop a habit of like, all right, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna analyze this, I'm gonna, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna watch this to retain this. And when you stop doing that for a while, it's really hard to get back to that. Like, yeah, for sure. you know, it's really hard to go back into that with that mindset. And especially <laughs> in the current day in life of like, I am so lucky if my daughter's in bed by 930. <laughs> exactly. You, you think I'm going to be, you know, like you think I'm going to have the time to sit down and watch a, a movie and actually retain that information. Like I, I was falling asleep during movies in my twenties, you know, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. that was already a dilemma I had to get, you know, I had to work through now. It's just only gotten harder, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I let me say this 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 may be the end of the scary cast as you know it mm-hmm. but i don't think it's gonna it's certainly not going to be the end of us talking about scary movies and yeah. i even to kind of keep the spontaneity with it like man you know like like we tried doing the summer series the horror series which was a lot of fun um, I even had somebody ask me the other day if there was going to be another summer, and I, and I kind of broke my heart a little bit because I'm like, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But I mean, like, who's to say, you know, to say, I mean, for sure, there's going to be horror movie and Halloween and spooky talk during spooky season. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, who's to say there won't be a random horror movie review well you know throughout the year yeah you know? when when i watched scream and recommended it to you i remember when you did watch it um you were like brett and i just watched it and i was like man i can't remember if it was actually before or after you watched it but you're like maybe we do an episode on it and i was like yeah absolutely yeah. and just doing yeah, it, it the unfortunate thing was just the timing yeah like, i yeah. literally left for vacation the day after i watched it i was like well crap this isn't yeah. gonna happen <laughs> Well, to send it off, mini review. How'd you like it? <laughs> Did you hate it? I, I actually didn't like it. You didn't like it? What? Oh, my no. God. <laughs> the podcast is over. <laughs> this friendship's over. Um, no, I, I have... I have I, now it's coming back to me. I have some thoughts, and maybe we should. I, I wouldn't mind even watching it again because um, I just felt like, man, I should have liked this more. Maybe yeah. there's something I missed. Um, I just loved all the callbacks. Yeah, that see, I want to have a conversation about this. This this might have to be an episode. Maybe maybe the next episode you hear is a scream episode. I'll have to watch. But it. here here's what I want. Here's here's the mindset I want us and anyone who continues to like decides to continue listening to us because that's the thing. If you only listen to us for the horror stuff, you're more than welcome to to stop listening. If 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 we're not going to be meeting that need, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, for those who just listen to us for the nostalgic blast from the past type of stuff, 
um, you know, there's going to be a lot more of that. But here, here's what I want to say. When I think about the best times of my life, when I was younger, there's two things that happen, two, th- two things that you experience. That's Friday and Saturday, both equally important days of the week, but also felt very different from each other. And let me explain. Friday night always felt like we are going to the video store. We're going to pick out a movie and we're going to watch it. The week is over. You finished your homework. You know, it's time to kick back and watch a, a, a movie. And maybe that movie spooky because I know I watched a lot of spooky movies when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And Friday night not only meant renting a movie, but it, rent, it meant renting a scary movie. But Saturday morning comes and Saturday morning is just as important and sacred as Friday, but completely different. It's time to get out the the sugar cereal, the Pop-Tarts, the cartoons, you know, where am I going to do with my day? Is it going to be hanging out by the pool? Is it going to be going to the to the to the mall skating? You know, like, yeah, the the, the dichotomy between the two, the yin and the yang, if you will, (laughs) to me, it's like you need both. And yeah. so I think I want this show to be like, this is both. This is the weekend show. This mm-hmm. isn't just Saturday morning. This isn't just Friday night. This is this is everything all at once. I think that's a movie that's out right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody is really flipping out about, by the yeah. way. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I want this show to be a representation of that whole spectrum, not just we do this one thing over here and then we do this one thing over here because for us trying to run two shows you i mean if you've been around long enough you've seen how that works and it doesn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like once one show is gonna like when it was halloween time the saturday cast was totally thrown to the wayside and really wasn't when it wasn't halloween time then the scary cast was thrown to the wayside yeah and really the saturday cast was born because I think we actually got some complaints that we were talking too much on the scary cast about just random stuff that we wanted to talk about. And it's like, yeah, well, we should start every a new scary cast. cast started out with some sort of like current, uh, you know, current talk or nostalgic talk that wasn't necessarily horror related. And so we did kind of see that there was a space to kind of have a different conversation somewhere else. I have more fun talking about the random stuff, the random like nostalgia stuff. Like that was my favorite part. Cause like I would have to listen to every episode three or four times editing them. And I was like, that was always my favorite part of the Saturday, uh, the scary movie cast was like listening to us kind of have that banter and, you know, reminisce about stuff. And then when it got into the movie part, I was kind of just like, (laughs) yeah, I kind of tuned out. Well, I, I don't know how many people like, I'm assuming we probably share listeners, but I think the purple stuff podcast is a really good example of what our show ended up being like, which is funny because we started before the Purple Stuff podcast. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, this doesn't matter. Do you know how many <laughs> podcasts there are? There's yeah. a freaking million podcasts. I'm yeah. sure we are just a blip in most people's <laughs> podcast radar, right? Yeah, yeah. But when Purple Stuff started out, they started in September, August around spooky season. And they didn't stop making episodes after spooky season. It's just they didn't focus on spooky stuff. So, but at first, you know, I thought, oh, wow, they're going to do this like Halloween cast. That's really dope. And the reality is like, no, we're just, it's just a podcast. It's just, Mm -hmm. we happen to have started around the time it was spooky season. And so, 
And I, I really feel like that's kind of the direction we're headed is like, this is Mike and Cole. You're going to get our terrible jokes, our dumb sense of humor, our dad's stories, our love for horror movies, our love for Ninja Turtles, our love for Saturday mornings, all of that. You're going to get it. It's just going to be, this is just what it is now. And we don't even have a name for this new show, but we're working on it and it's going to kick off this summer and probably a total rebrand a total rehaul we've had even had people ask like where are the old scary movie episodes it (laughs) our our house if you will is a disaster (laughs) because for one we removed a lot of old episodes because they kind of sucked like Mm -hmm. the quality was really bad like i'm i'm talking in a tin can you know like Mm -hmm. it's all sorts of just bad audio quality mixed with um, having to combine the two casts without officially combining them. So moving over, like stopping one feed and pushing stuff into another feed. It's just, we've not, ne- we've neglected the house. So the house mm-hmm. needs, needs to get cleaned up. And truthfully, I don't know if any of the old episodes for either show are going to remain online. I think if we're going to rebrand, I kind of just want to wipe the slate clean and start over. But that's neither here nor there. We haven't figured even that part out yet. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I just I just know that it would be more neglect on our end if we just continue to do things the way we've been doing them the last year without making a definitive commitment to go one way or the other. All that to say, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We never have. So <laughs> if that brings you some comfort... You know, then yeah. then then go with that. Use that. <laughs> if you're here for a well put together podcast with thought out topics and meaningful discussions, then you're in the wrong place. Yeah, I mean, almost combined, roughly 150 episodes, something like that. We've we've not known what we were doing this entire time. It's yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not you're not you're not hearing from professionals. Um, so. Uh, make no mistake, we are still unprofessional. Professional dummies, <laughs> for sure. That's should anyway, be the new title. <laughs> that would be a good show. I'm sure there's already a show that's called that. You know, <laughs> but uh, with with all that said, we're gonna we're gonna move into one direction soon. It's gonna be fun, and again, you're gonna get the best of both worlds, and it'll be it'll be fine i hope <laughs> <laughs> i think it will i i, I yeah I, I think we just needed to kind of clarify because really that this conversation started because we got a new comment from somebody that was asking about the older episodes and i was just like well this person found the scary movie feed but we're listening to saturday morning episodes and they can't find any of the old stuff and so i just felt like we needed to just kind of clarify where we're at right now yeah where we might be going and just kind of what's going on it, it is amazing to me, like, to think that somebody can just find us mm-hmm. and it could be the version of you and I six, seven, almost eight years ago, right? Like, well, you know, that's that's, that's true, scary yeah. and interesting all at the same <laughs> time because I'm like, I don't know what I've said on those old shows, <laughs> you know, like, like, I mean, you know, it is this whole thing of like, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think, you know, again, our audience being very small, um, you know, for those who have listened to every episode leading up to where we are now, I think that's amazing. 
and awesome. But to also think that somebody could find you at a different moment in a different time in life is amazing, but kind of weird and uneasy at the same time. But it is like we've been able to document our life, not just from how we've grown as people, but like just grown in life in general. I mean, like, again, you weren't even married when we started the show. I had been married for like six months when we started the show to now like being dads. You're a father of three. I I have a kid. I run a a business myself. I don't, you know what I mean? Like all these, we've moved houses and state, you know, towns and all that stuff. And it's just like, that's a lot of life that we've lived, and some of it's been documented yeah. on a podcast, which is kind of wild. Yeah. I've, I've simultaneously always thought, you know, in 10 years when I'm dead and Colt's like looking back through all my catalog of sketchbooks and stuff, and he finds that dad had a podcast with his best friend, and he like, he'd, he'd have it to kind of like, you know, learn a little bit about my life from the past 10 years or however long we do the podcast. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't really want to listen to some of that stuff. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like, the, the, like, especially the horror movie stuff. It's like, yeah, it's going to be great when Lydia hears us talk about boobs. Boobs, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it was in the movie, sweetie. It wasn't like we were just talking about me. It's like, my God. It's like I said, it's hilarious, interesting, and terrifying all at the same time. Yeah. But um I I just our speed, our our version of where we're at in life right now is probably my favorite because like I, I am finally comfortable with like I'm okay with not watching scary movies all the time. I'm okay with not keeping up with what's going on and and I'm okay with being a dad and and and, and kind of being this more seasoned different version of me like I, I i i by no means am i saying i'm just radically different than who i was 10 years ago but i do feel like i'm just like there's age there's wisdom there's experience there's all these things that um really have like gone into that are in effect now that weren't there um when i was a young whippersnapper and <laughs> i i'm here for this season of life i i like the gray hair or the no hair i like the the dad shoes and the things that i've <laughs> fallen into yeah um just getting mad at young people for no reason yeah for sure for sure <laughs> i hate that earring that you're wearing look at all those dumb tattoos i look at myself I'm like oh crap i got a bunch of dumb tattoos <laughs> i kind of made this weird realization the other day of like because I, I went into cvs to go pick up a prescription um exhibit a that i'm getting old but <laughs> yeah you know a, <laughs> but, a daily pill you get to take That's right awesome. <laughs> one of the younger people that were working there um, he had this earring in that looked like a type of earring that like one of the lost boys would wear from the, you know, the eighties. Oh, movie. something dangly. Like those like are back. That. That's back right now. Like I see wow. those way too often right now. And it, it made me mad that he was wearing it. And I realized <laughs> that the reason it made me mad was because when those were popular back in the day, we were too young to enjoy that. We, yeah. we weren't old enough to wear earrings and now that they're back in style we're too old <laughs> to wear them. yeah we completely missed it <laughs> you know here's what's funny if you and i and i and i i experienced this i i very much so upset my father and grandmother when <laughs> i was a, a young late teen early 20 when i got my face pierced right uh-huh. Oh man, like that being that weird spot of like, let's just say, okay, Lydia 
like my wife has her nose pierced. She's had it pierced forever. But let's say uh, Lydia gets her nose pierced. It's not going to be a big deal. We're not going to care. You know, I mean, uh, she's, you know, at this age now, I'll care because she's four. <laughs> but, you know, when she's like, if she's like a teenager and wants to get a nose piercing. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing I would push back on is if she wanted a tattoo. And it's not because I don't want her to have one. But it's like, let me tell you, the younger you are when you get a tattoo, you might regret it later just because you may not make the best decision of what you get tattooed on you. Cause I even have a few tattoos. I regret it's the it ones I it drew, is. isn't it? I knew it. <laughs> no, those are my favorite. Come no, on. Just don't, don't lie. <laughs> they're the one, they're the ones that were before you drew them to be honest. Oh, I, re- I remember, yeah. um, you getting like a balloon. I think. Like yeah, that was my balloon. first one. Yeah. It's a hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah. That's my first one. I don't regret the tattoo or the sentiment, but um, the the backstory I, I kind of cringe a little bit. <laughs> I've always I've always said like I've always like it used to be a joke because I was I was in the music let's just say biz for a little bit right mm-hmm. very little bit. <laughs> um, it was always funny when people would get like band tattoos like oh these lyrics or this band and then you know what happens is that band doesn't exist any longer you know and so you've got this reminder of something that doesn't exist anymore and it makes you feel old and it makes you feel silly and it makes you think about who you were when you got that tattoo Mm -hmm. um so those are the ones like you know it's a band tattoo it's it's my embarrassment um (laughs) it's not that i don't like it or i don't but it is like yeah i don't even talk like and i was friends with this band i haven't talked to them in a decade you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. a weird one anyway all i have to say is when i got my lip pierce or my ear pierce my dad had a cow (laughs) my grandmother had a cow that's how old i am old enough to my parents would have a cow to where now i'm like i would not care if it was my kid who did that you know what i'm saying yeah so that's how old we are we Heather and I have talked because Heather and I have both been very open about, you know, people getting piercings and tattoos. Like it does not bother us. I've wanted tattoos my whole life. But we thought like the thought of Colt getting a tattoo, like or some sort of piercing just makes me upset because he is such a beautiful <laughs> child. I'm like, why would you want to destroy that? <laughs> That's I mean, and to be fair. And I should take this as a compliment. Maybe at one point in time, I was beautiful. Um, I know that's not the case now. Um, but I mean, like, you know, I'm sure it was hard for my parents and grandma to be like, oh, you were yeah. perfect the way you are. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, I wasn't. I'm like, perfect now. You know? Puberty could hit him real hard. And it'd be like, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if you need help, just go get, <laughs> go get that tattoo or piercing. Anything that's gonna make to distract you... people from your face. Just, just... <laughs> Get a blinking earring. <laughs> oh my god, we're the ter- terrible parents. <laughs> I've done much worse. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into today's topic. So, um, like I said, I kind of wanted to talk about summer and summer coming up, and we did a little bit of that, but um, we'll get to the summer talk when it feels more like summer. Um, right now, I'm kind of kind of like feeling the ends of winter where I'm just still kind of needing some comfort food. Mm-hmm. And by comfort food, I mean comfort TV shows. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of struggled with this because we I 
I have wanted to do this episode. I this is an episode that we kind of pre-planned earlier in the year of like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a whole conversation about comfort shows. And I think at the time my head was like, all right, I already know what I'm gonna talk about. I kind of found it hard to figure that out this time because what I've been watching recently has felt very comforty. It's just one of them versus the other. One of them actually is, in the sense, very nostalgic to me, very comforting in, in one sense. But one's a newer show, new-ish, mm-hmm. that I'm finding a lot of comfort in and I'm really like into right now. So I just, I'm putting this out as like I wasn't going to bring up like Andy Griffith or um, right. you know uh, Full House or something like that where it's like those shows really literally are the comfort food of comfort shows mm-hmm. but I'm currently not being comforted by them so I don't feel compelled to talk about them if that makes sense um, 100% because um, that's almost exactly how mine is like one of mine is Ooh. like a comfort show that like okay sorry one of them is like an old nostalgic show. Actually, both of them are nostalgic, but one of them's like, you know, one that I grew up on. It was comforting then, it's comforting now. But the other one is like, yep. it's not one that I have watched just like throughout the years. It's just the show that I'm watching now that even though I did watch it back in the day, it's like, for some reason, it's very comforting to me right now. Yeah. Okay, great. We are on the we are on the same and this is why we have a show together. <laughs> I do have a lead-in question for you though. That I'm 100% yeah. this is not one of your picks. So, um if it is, it, if it is it's going to be a weird coincidence. But did you watch the show 7th Heaven? Son of a No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, I mean a little bit. It, I <clears throat> I had a huge crush on Jessica Biel growing mm-hmm. up. So anytime I could catch the show, I was right. very excited about that. But I never like watched it, watched it. Yeah. So I never watched either. But this is great that we're talking about this because I have been in the biggest like wholesome TV comfort food mood the past <laughs> few months. And I think it's like... uh subtly covering some sort of depression that I might have <laughs> from the winter months or something. I don't know. But like, I just, I, I feed off of these overly wholesome shows and I'd never watched, um, seventh heaven before, but I, I remembered that it was very, you know, probably Christian oriented show being, you know, a show that revolves around a pastor and his family and everything. And so yeah, I, I think was, it was. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to give the, because I found the whole season's on who, uh, the whole series is on Hulu. So I was like, um, I'll give that a shot. And oh, uh, oh, well, actually, I caught like a random episode on uh, Paramount Plus one time. And so I was like, that was, that was enjoyable. I'm going to, you know, give the rest of the show um, uh, a shot. And man, it's like, too wholesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like almost sickeningly wholesome you know like you eat too much sugar and it like makes you sick like that's almost what yeah. the show is like to me but like and it's also like really weird like uh the very first episode so they've got they've got one two three four five kids i believe and like each oh, one, i didn't realize there was that many yeah so there's like an older brother an older sister, a middle sister, a younger brother, and then a younger sister. So there's actually six kids. One, two, three, four. No. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. No, five kids. 
five or six. <laughs> but anyway, they all they all had their own little story going on. And like the older brother, you know, he's like way older. So he's like off doing his own thing and like getting girls and, you know, wanting to drive and be independent. And then the younger sister who is or the younger older sister who's Jessica Beale, she's like in high school and she was all about you know, um, wanting to kiss a boy for the first time. She was like, she wants to start dating. She wants to start dating a guy who's like two years older than her, but she's really nervous about kissing him. And then the younger sister, the middle younger sister, the whole episode was about her getting her period for the first time and how it hadn't happened yet. And everybody was like waiting on pins and needles for it to happen. She's so upset that it hadn't happened. Oh my God. And I'm like, what am I watching? (laughs) And and then the, and then the youngest boy, um, he, he wants a dog. And so like the whole first episode is him about, um, about him wanting a dog and like praying to God for a dog. And the dad's teaching him like, you know, praying is not like wishing it's like, and then like nothing really happens with the younger younger sister because she's just way too young to like have a compelling storyline i guess and um but (laughs) i was watching it like god the period thing was really throwing me off because it was just really weird that it was just so like focused and like everybody was just like it was just such a big thing that to me i felt like should have been a very secretive thing (laughs) like something that you wouldn't want people knowing about i don't know but um the Jessica, Jessica Beal character, she started talking to her older brother and was like, they were out on the basketball court and they were, she was like, I want you to help me teach me how to kiss. And she was wanting to like practice kissing on her older brother. I'm like, what show? Did I stumble on a wrong show here? Is this the show that I thought I was going to watch? And, um, and then like by the end of the episode, the middle sister she had her period i don't i don't know if the brother and sister kissed or anything but then like the grandparents came in and the <laughs> and, and the grandma <laughs> reveals that she's got some sort of cancer and only has a couple weeks to live i'm like how much stuff are they gonna cram into this episode and i'm like i Damn. felt like i watched an entire season's worth of content in one episode and so like i oh my god i gave it two or three more episodes but i was like i can't do this this is too much this is not comforting <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I remember the show being very high drama yeah. uh, from the episodes I watched where I think, and, and you know, I, I here's what I've learned about myself. I like wholesome. Mm-hmm. I do, which is maybe why, and, and I think I've always liked wholesome, but, you know, I think the older I've gotten going back to scary movies, I I like more campy scary movies than I do like make me piss myself you know like i think there was a time where i'm like i want to be scared so bad i cannot sleep you know kind of like that Mm -hmm. thrill yeah an example uh there was a time in my life i've never liked roller coasters but when i first met my wife and we were dating um we went to an amusement park that is notorious for roller coasters and we both suffered through them thinking (laughs) That each, like, she thought I was a thrill seeker, but I thought she was a thrill seeker. Turns out we, you know, years later, we take our kid to Disney World, which was last month. And like, we don't want no roller coasters. We don't, you know. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm kind of, I've I've sought the thrill. I'm done. I'm good, you know. Um, But I do like a little little bit of edge in my seat, you know. And Mm -hmm. we we rode one of the rides that was like a small roller coaster-ish. It had a couple of drops and it was fun. Mm -hmm. So going back to the TV shows, right? Um, People will say, oh, Full House is just too corny and too sweet. I'm like, 
It's really not. I yeah. mean, it can be, but I think the balance Full House was able to find was so much sarcastic yes. nature between the dads. And here's a great example. Fuller House is too damn sweet. Like, mm-hmm. I don't love that show. I've watched it and I enjoyed parts of it and aspects of it mm-hmm. being a Full House fan. But, like, they got rid of all the cynical undertones of it and the mm-hmm. and the sarcasticness that would kind of have, like, little dips and daps in Full House. Yeah. To where it was all candy, no, you know, no salt. Yeah. Um. I like a balance of like, so like a show that's just going to be straight up candy. I don't have an interest in that. Like I need to be able to see this from the lens of like, okay, I'm aware that what's going on is a little too sweet. Here's a little well salt. Here's a, you know, mm-hmm. still keep it wholesome. You don't need to throw in a, a dick joke, <laughs> but like, but you yeah. know, but have some sort of ground of reality in the show. Like not everything is this sweet and this ooey gooey is what I'm saying. 100% and that's that's one of the things that I've tried to tell Heather about um, step by step because she thinks it's one of those like all candy shows and like super it's wholesome. almost too much salt dude there are so many sexual jokes in that show and it, it is oh my whole, gosh yeah the way the the siblings treat each other and like the names that they call each other it is so I mean it's edgy at least for the 90s yeah it was it was it was was, like my parents didn't like me watching it yeah because it was part of the tgif lineup and you know it's like they were waiting on 2020 yeah i I got to watch it (laughs) because like the dad is like the biggest horn dog for the wife and then they're always talking about having sex together and the kids are just super mean to each other but at the same time it can still hit you with the piano strings and sentimental moments and and that's what i love like i feel like step by step has like that perfect balance of 90s like sweet and salt like you put it um yeah yeah i hope that wasn't one of your well and and here's here's what i'm I'm noticing too about tv in general there's a lot of shows that really like nowadays really want to like live in a topic and Mm -hmm. it could be the heaviest topic it could come to mind it could be um you know anything from uh racial inequality to not being able to have a baby to having cancer to having you know i mean things that are bad right anything bad Mm -hmm. i think shows dwell on that too much to where the whole show just kind of becomes depressing or kind of becomes a struggle and what i found effective growing up was when you would watch a show that wasn't that but then could hit on a hard topic at some point i felt it like deeply Mm -hmm. like like really deep to where I was like, I, I I learned a lesson. I got something very valuable. I realized that the world is not all sunshine and gummy bears that somebody could say a really bad thing to you based on how you look. Somebody could go through a really hard time, whether it was a divorce or a terminal illness or, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember an episode of Full House where Stephanie meets a boy whose you know, parents beat him. Yeah. Dude, you I know, like that. if that was if that was every episode and this was a reoccurring character for like a season, I don't know if the impact of that reality would be quite as strong as the bomb that was dropped in that one episode. Or, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like if you could, I I think, I think TV shows these days don't have a lot of balance in any factor. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not, 
but I think like back then I, I always felt like those episodes like of Family Matters or Full House or or Step by Step when something tragic was going on I, I felt like the implication of that episode just resonated with me on a deeper level than if it was like this topic for a whole season or this thing for you know what I mean like mm-hmm. yeah so like one of my picks was going to be Roseanne and um a great Roseanne ex- I, I think is your comfort show I it I okay so yeah I have three or four staple comfort shows the top in the top two would be Roseanne um it's a competing show with another one of my picks but um i have tried to watch the spinoff show the connors and even the revival roseanne series i tried to watch and i could never get into it and it's just it felt different even though it looked exactly the same it had the same characters there was just something different about it and i feel like the sitcom essentially is dead there's, there's no more sitcoms. Yeah. Even if they try and make a sitcom, it's not going to be the same. And what I think is different is they try way too hard to live in today's world and make that the subject of the episode rather than right. these characters who are living in today's world and their interactions and how today's world might affect them. But it, it's it, like the Connors just feels like the actors standing around talking about current topics. And it's almost like I think a, an analogy would be like instead of the characters interacting in the world, it's the world is now a character yes. interacting with the characters. One hundred percent. That's a great way of putting it. And it's it's depressing. And I like I I remember like Heather talks about Roseanne and how she doesn't really like to watch it like I do because she was like Roseanne could get really heavy sometimes, and it can like they would really do some heavy episodes and it would like get way too oh, yeah. way too real and. And, but at the same time, it was like you, but you were, you were following these characters and how they were interacting with each other. And it's like, they just don't do that anymore. It's like, that's not how the show is written now. It's written to like, just talk about what's going on around them. And there's like, there's no interaction, even though they're talking to each other. There's like, no, there's no snark. Like Darlene is so neutered now like she used to be my favorite character she is probably my favorite character from roseanne and like she's pretty much the the showrunner now that roseanne's not on the show but it's just so different and i don't like it and i I, i'll catch an episode every now and then just to kind of see what's going on in that universe but i don't like it it's not good yeah it's probably a mix of two different things i would say it's probably a mix of just like we were saying like you know i think every show this day and age um is the the world that we're currently living in is a character in the show so Mm -hmm. you're going to hear about twitter you're going to hear about presidents you're going to hear about viruses you're going to hear about you know current topics and then i also think too there's this problem that we have now of like trying to revive the past which you know you could point fingers at us saying like oh well you guys talk about the past all the time Mm -hmm. shouldn't you shouldn't you be the ones that are loving all these but like full fuller house felt like a parody Mm -hmm. of full house Mm -hmm. the connors and even pre connors to the roseanne revival felt like a parody of roseanne yeah to where i'm I don't know. I'm the kind of guy who's like, the magic is done. Let's just move on. You're always going to have Roseanne. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have, you know, 
uh, Full House. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need anything after that. Instead of trying yeah. to like re bring this back to the forefront, try to write a different show and let right. it be heavily inspired by the things that we all enjoyed. Have the heart and 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 that same type of thing there. But I think I think it's just kind of like a. It's not the McRib. The McRib always comes back <laughs> as the McRib, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also never stayed around long enough either. So there's something special about when it comes back on the menu. Um, yeah. But when something's ran a course, because let's think about it. Roseanne, all the kids in Roseanne changed from season one to season to when it ended. They grew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've already experienced the, char- the character development in that time. Mm-hmm. Why do we got to bring him back now? Right, and they're now they're you know I mean? Roseanne's like, age from the original series. Everybody's so old in that show. It's like I know, watching it's crazy. <laughs> thing. I think I think that there's nothing wrong with a show that wants to talk about current topics. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying from from a standpoint, I'm not watching TV or sitcoms to learn about today's topics. Mm-hmm. I watch the news for that. Yeah. I read the news to learn about what's going on now. I watch a TV show for some sort of escape. Exactly. And that is probably why the comfort show to me are things that normally have passed. And in one of my examples, it's not too far removed from current day. It's just so much has happened in the last couple of years that it <laughs> feels like it's a lifetime away. Yeah. And like last, last thing I'll mention about Roseanne is that uh, I was trying to like figure out why it's so different now. And like I part of the thing that I realized is it's the same characters, it's the same sets, but it's probably different writers with much different, I don't want to use the word agenda, but you know, they're writing for a different audience now. I mean, yeah. can, you, can you remember back in the heyday of Roseanne, like they had a full episode about Roseanne taking Darlene's class uh, grocery shopping and like teaching them how to do, you know, her version of home economics. And it's like, that's, that's not, that would never be an episode now. Um, Right. Nowadays, it's all about, it it just really feels like it's all gloom and doom. And they do try and have like callbacks to the original show. Like they, they brought back a character that was heavily in the original series and then they killed her off in like two episodes. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's like this yeah. finally got interesting. You're bringing back the old show. They were even showing old clips of the old show, like in the new episode, and, and then they killed her off with like a brain tumor. And I'm like, Jesus, this is too, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with that said, what is your first pick for comfort show? <laughs> okay. So my first pick is one that I have talked about before. So we can just kind of briefly talk about it. But I, I would be remiss to not mention this one because it is the number one comfort show for me right now. And it's Home Improvement. But I watch an episode Oof. or two of Home Improvement literally every single day because I put it on when I cook dinner. If I don't cook dinner, then I probably don't watch it. But I've been cooking dinner five or six nights a week. So uh, we've been trying to eat at home more instead of eating out. But so if I'm cooking dinner, then I've got home improvement on in the background. And I literally start at season one and we'll just watch it all the way through to the end of the series. And that's awesome. You, and what, it, what era of the show do you enjoy most? See, that's what, that's exactly what I was about to start touching on is I break it up into eras almost. So like, I love the beginning series because uh, the beginning of the series because I love the interaction of the family. 
I love, you know, yeah. Tim having the three young boys, <clears throat> Jill being that, you know, 90s mom that is wearing all the 90 mom, 90s mom clothing. And it's just mm. so, <laughs> <whew>. <laughs> but like, well, <laughs> It's just so creepy it's to like, think that I'm like, oh yeah, look at her. But I'm like, my mom probably had that same outfit. <laughs> you dress just like my mom. Wait yeah. a minute. No, it's like it's like when moms used to dress like kindergarten teachers, and it's just like I loved that. And uh, <laughs> she's got the shoulder pads and the slip-on shoes and the dresses. And, whew. That's nice. <laughs> I had to compose myself for a minute, but um, but like all the little misadventures that the the kids would get into, um, you know, like, and I think I this show aired at a time where I was growing up with the kids, so like I yeah. loved the beginning few seasons for that, and then the later seasons I like because when it did focus on the kids, it was more like problems that I could relate to at the same time. And so like, I actually read something somewhere that sitcoms that came on at a certain time slot back in the nineties and the eighties, um, were bound by this government induced program of like episodes had to be somewhat educational or have some sort of message. So that's why you got a lot of the times you got like those episodes were like Brad, uh, was dabbling in marijuana. And like, that's yeah. one of my favorite episodes from the later seasons because um, it's just kind of like one of those special episodes where, you know, um, everything that they're saying to Brad is literally something that you would read in a pamphlet about how to talk to your kids about, you know, them experimenting with drugs and marijuana and stuff like that. And it's like, it, yeah. the whole episode was like a, a, a teachable moment. Um, but then there's just like other like random episodes and it's like, I just I that were more focused on Tim and um some of them got really serious and um like there was an episode where Randy thought he was dying because they found like a lump in his throat. And um yeah. and like that episode I caught while I was making dinner dinner one night and I started crying. <laughs> and my family came home like as I have tears running down my face and I'm like trying to play it off like I'm chopping onions, but <laughs> All I, all I have is bell peppers. I'm like, man, these bell peppers are really getting to. <laughs> I'd swear this is an onion. If I... <laughs> uh, but it just, the show really kind of relates. I relate to the show now. Um, I related to it as a kid watching it with my family, but I relate to it now as an adult because I'm a dad with three boys, much like Tim is. And I yeah. feel like I have or am going to go through a lot of the things that he goes through on the show. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I really relate to it. It's, it's been my, my comfort. Um, I, I had like a, just the most beautiful experience uh a couple weeks ago where it was like one of the first like warm spring days outside. I had opened the window in our kitchen while I was making dinner, but I had lit a, um, glade pumpkin spice, um, wall plug in thing. So I had like this weird combination of beautiful spring weather and warmth, but like the cozy comfort of a fall time scent. And it was just the meld, the the merging of these two worlds that it was just like the most magical experience and i had home improvement going i was cooking a nice meal and i was like this if this was heaven i would be 
a-okay with this <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's amazing i i've done that where i've like mixed seasons i'm yeah. like oh we're on to something here <laughs> yeah. no i mean i'm i'm with you i uh home improvement is a show i crave it really is like it it's it, and it's not one i get to watch a lot of but um because i just i don't own any of it. i own the first season mm-hmm. um but we used to get a station uh, at our old house um antennas are so finicky <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i had a station at our old house that at like eight or nine o'clock they would play like a two-hour block of home improvement and i'd, I'd watch it from time to time and it always just made me feel so good um mm-hmm. but it is it is like a i love those early eras because i you know like i was talking about like those heavy episodes you get like really resonate with me one of the things that i just a problem that i have i don't know if it's a problem i think it's a problem but like i just i feel things like too much yeah. like <laughs> any bad news i hear it doesn't matter if it's bad news that affects me directly or it's a bad news that affects the world or somebody I know, but I just I I just dwell on it. Mm-hmm. I ruminate on it. That's mm-hmm. that's part of what I deal with is just rumination. And I will somehow tie it right back to me and try to find a way to connect myself to it almost subconsciously uh-huh. to where like I just I I will carry that weight and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um but it also, you know, is kind of a good thing because you can, you know, you can I think you can care for people a little bit differently or at least care for them i yeah. guess but the so i i always skip like when i'm watching full house or i'm watching um a show that i know has those heavy episodes i always skip them mm-hmm. like um i've watched full house from first season to back to front dozen times i yeah. always skip the episode when grandpa dies <laughs> i can't do it man i can't yeah um the other episode i mean and here's the extremes of course somebody's gonna be sad if grandpa dies you know, I lost my grandpa, you know, almost 10 years ago. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about him. I mean, he was mm-hmm. one of my best friends. Um, but I think about uh, there's an episode of Full House where Jesse has to move because mm-hmm. he's married now. Mm-hmm. Him and Becky are going to go with. And I'm like, I can't handle that episode. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're going to leave your your bunny room? You know yeah. what I mean? Like little Michelle's had you in her life since the beginning and you're going to leave, you know, and she's crying and he's crying. And like, I think people would laugh watching that episode. But to me, I'm like, I skip it every time. Like I cannot sit through this. And it ends. It even ends on a happy note where he's like, we'll just live in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and part of me as an adult might do. No, you and your wife go get you, you earned this. Go get your own house. You'll, yeah. you'll see him on the weekends. You'll see him after school. Like, but, you, you know, so again, the heavy episodes, but like I can't watch. But man, that those early episodes of, of Home Improvement, I just... It's a shot in the arm of nostalgia of yeah. like, I remember being Randy's age during that show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but and I do watch it now from the lens of like, I'm more into what Tim has going on in that mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. How does Tim handle a conflict at work? How does Tim handle a spat with his wife? How does Tim yeah. handle the pressures of, you know, Christmas shopping or coming up? You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's so funny watching those shows to where you feel nostalgic but now you're relating to the adult in the show too. Yeah, there's an there's a whole episode where Tim uh, is going to get a vasectomy, and yeah. as a kid, I don't even know if I knew what that meant. Um, so I was I, probably- I thought it meant I thought it meant cutting your wiener off, uh, like the whole <laughs> thing off. 
<laughs> like, why would we do this? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously, as a kid, I was relating to whatever the kid's storyline was in that episode. Um, right. But now, as an adult, after having three children, that's definitely something that my wife and I have had conversations about. <laughs> yeah, it's like we think <laughs> about they, it every day. And they went very much <laughs> like they do in the episode. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I think it's worth revisiting a show. Like if you've not watched, like, so let's say you watched Home Improvement as a kid and enjoyed it. Try it again. Mm-hmm. And like see yourself, you know, see if you can relate to it as an adult through the adults. And that's why I think that's why I love family sitcoms the most. Right. Like let's 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 take a show um, like. uh Three's Company. I don't know a lot about the show, but I know there's no kids in that show. I know it was a, an adult show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it came on, so it would be an adult show now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't have fond memories of watching Three's Company because it didn't appeal to me when I was a kid. But yeah. I might think it's funny now that I'm an yeah. adult. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a Night Court. You know, it's an all adult show. Um, I enjoy. My dad watched Night Court every night. I didn't really care for it, but I love it now. So it is kind of like family sitcoms. I just seem to like more mm-hmm. because you can relate to both storylines now in this phase of life. Yeah. And I really think those kind of shows really aired. I think I said this earlier aired at a time where we were allowed to grow up with the characters. So like yeah. all, so like the younger kids in Roseanne or their younger kids in, Home Improvement, even Boy Meets World. I think they were all around, maybe a little older than us, but we were able, yeah. And it's like, if we weren't immediately going through the stuff that they were going through, it was stuff that was definitely going to happen to us within the next couple of years. And so like we were, we were growing up right alongside those kids. Well, I think too, the unique advantage we had as well was like, um, Shows didn't go off the air after the first or second season often. Like, yeah. can you imagine, like, the fact that you got to grow up with Randy on Home Improvement to when he's, like, in high school and you mm-hmm. were in high school or close to being in high school? Like, you can't do that with a show nowadays. What show that's on right now allows you to grow up with the characters for eight to nine seasons? Right. There's nothing. That Nothing. Yeah. I want to tell. I want to say one thing that's kind of funny. Um, I, I think I've been nostalgic slightly. Maybe that's not even the right word. Um, I just have some fond memories of the summer of 2020, where you're not really able to get out and do a whole lot. But I remember like Lydia would take her nap in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. I I'm always <laughs> kind of a late luncher. Um. Brett and I, I, I was making, I had, we had just bought a TV. We did like a curbside pickup and I brought it to my office and, uh, I had the first season of, um, home improvement that we had bought together when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And in the afternoons for that summer, we would sit on my couch in my office and eat our lunch while watching, uh, the first season of home improvement. I just, I don't know, something, especially in a crazy year of 2020, like just to find a little bit of comfort during the middle of the day where, you know, the kiddo's sleeping, you've got yeah. some peace and quiet, you can finally have some time yourself. Just I, the sitting memory sitting on the couch with her, with my wife, watching that show and eating nachos or sandwiches, <laughs> like that just makes me so happy. Like, I want to do it every summer now. <laughs> 
I love that. Um, I could go on and on about home improvement, but we I know that it's a show that we've talked about before, so um, it's the best. Yeah, it it, it just is. I want to hear <laughs> what one of your picks is. All right. Well, my pick is a show I I grew up with, and I'm getting to experience it again now, and I have an even more appreciation for it now. And then I'm also getting to see my daughter enjoy it. But that is Garfield and Friends. Yeah. Man, I, I, gosh, I, there is a laundry list of shows that I watched as a kid that if I turned them on now, I would get that nostalgic jab, right? Mm-hmm. That, that instant like, whoa, it's taking me to another time and place. <laughs> I don't know if any show mm-hmm. I've experienced in adulthood has done that for me like Garfield and Friends has. And yeah. here's what's really weird. I've always loved Garfield, but I, you know, not the way I love Ninja Turtles or not the way I love the Ghostbusters or Batman, but it was a show that I loved and watched and never skipped, never turned off, only came on Saturdays. But man, I think it's the fact that it came on Saturdays and I can remember being at home watching it as a kid on Saturdays. I remember being at grandma's on a nice sunny spring day watching Garfield and friends while my parents go run errands, Mm -hmm. you know, like certain episodes that just like, you know, and little gags and spoofs that happen throughout the show. I I just, I remember it so well. And like Lydia loves the show. Mm -hmm. She's always asking to watch. And I think part of her now, she knows that it was my, one of my, because I've told her like, you know, kids, they get to watch it. As much as they want, whenever they want now. And, you know, I told her, I was like, I only saw, I watch this show every Saturday, (laughs) once a week. And her jaw dropped, like, (laughs) seriously? Like, that's it? You know, like, I was like, what was wrong with you? But I'm like, that's the only time you could watch it. Yeah. Um, But, man, I've been watching it with her and, like, binge watching Hammy, like she gets to now. And it's so good. First off. Jim Jim Davis, like his cartooning skills are so great. And I know he's not directly drawing the, the, the show, but it's all based off his artwork mm-hmm. from the comic strip. And it looks like you're watching a comic strip. I've said this before about like the Great Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're watching Charlie Brown, like Peanuts comic strip, but cartoon. Yeah. Like the Garfield Friends is this way. And something I didn't realize until today, but the one of the little... So how a Garfield episode works, Garfield and friends, you're thinking, who are the friends? Mm -hmm. Well, you get an episode of Garfield, about five to eight minutes. And so it's Garfield, Odie, John, the usual suspects, whether it's the rat that lives in the wall or it's Nerval, the cute kitten that comes to visit, whatever. That all happens. (laughs) Then you get what's poorly named a Garfield quickie shortly after that. <laughs> Which um is basically like a comic strip gag for like a minute of a mm-hmm. Garfield short. So it's some, uh, some sort of funny interaction between John and Garfield, a quickie, right? And then you get a five to eight minute cartoon of the friends part which is the us acres usa acres yeah and that's the barnyard and as a kid i don't think i appreciated this as much as i do now but it's hilarious like it is really funny like mm-hmm. roy the rooster wade the duck sheldon the chick who hasn't hatched yet i mean these guys <laughs> are comedy genius and <laughs> 
the whole show is comedic genius. Like, again, I loved it as a kid because I'm watching a talking cat who's sarcastic. But as an adult, this crap is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I'm laughing out loud. And, like, Lydia's, like, watching me laugh like, <laughs> I didn't get it. But she's laughing at, like, the slapstick nature of John getting a pie or a lasagna in the face. You know what I mean? Like, but, man, this show's so funny. Like, I think you can enjoy it at any age. Um, and I don't know, man. I just, I can ooze on and on about it. But it has been comforting me right now, like, in real time, watching the show with her. A, it's time I get to spend with her. It's fun. She's liking the show. Like, because, I mean, a lot of stuff she watches I don't really care for. Yeah you know like spirit horse show or you know <laughs> the new my little pony which is just not great but she was i mean you know there's a lot of things we could be watching but when she wants to watch garfield my butt is right next to hers on that couch and we are laughing and enjoying it and it's just so good and i'm, I'm gonna lump all garfield the garfield holiday specials all that garfield yeah. rules garfield rules how that's all i gotta say how are you watching it uh, on Peacock. Oh, okay. So um, I don't know if you have this or have heard of it, but there's an app called Pluto TV. And um, it's just kind of like, a, it's a weird streaming service where you can't, I think there is an on-demand portion of it, but it's really just like watching the old TV guide channel and you can go down and they're just playing like random channels and it's just like a channel. You go and you just watch whatever's on. But Garfield and Friends has its own channel and so it's just garfield and friends playing 24 7 Um, that's amazing and so um that's how we've caught it every now and then but because like i i started showing uh the boys the garfield holiday specials within the past few years because i felt like they're old enough to appreciate it and they do they love garfield and they are always wanting to watch the specials, but I'm like, ah, we can't really watch, you know, Halloween. It's summer. I know. <laughs> can't really watch Christmas. <laughs> it's it's February, but um, and then but then just randomly, I was on Pluto TV and the boys were in the living room. I was like, oh, there's a whole show about Garfield, and um, so like I've been letting them watch that, and they they love it just as much, and it and it doesn't get old because it's new episodes to them. You know, yeah. it's not the same Halloween special over and over and over again. But um, it, I, I'm with you. I did not appreciate the um, barnyard animal segments as a kid. In fact, I completely skipped them. Like I would watch it for Garfield, and then whenever the barnyard characters would come on, I'd I'd skip it. But um, I do think that as an adult now, I'd probably get a lot more of the humor. And appreciate it yeah. a lot more, so I should probably give it a second chance. Oh yeah, man! Like I, I'll, I'll just a few things I really love about Garfield in general. Garfield has always embraced the spooky. Like I remember getting like, and I have one of them, but like Garfield used to have like scary storybooks or comic mm-hmm. books that were like spooky ghost story type stuff. And then obviously the the epitome of all Halloween specials, the greatest Halloween special on the planet is Garfield's Halloween special fight me it's the best (laughs) um you know like he's always and and they've got garfield spooky tales even in the garfield friends shows and like lydia gets so pumped if it's a garfield spooky story like you know she gets like that it's a holy one (laughs) you know she gets so excited yeah um but i love that i love like i feel like garfield 
It's just like, I don't know, it kind of feels like he was made for me. The amount of joy and comfort I get from that orange cat is mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous because even there's a new Garfield show. I think it's called The Garfield Show. It's CG, like yeah. really bad CG. Like it's yeah. not great, but it's a good show. Like the stories are good. The ki- mm-hmm. Like it's like, it feels very much so like you're watching the old Garfield you know and love. It's just done poorly. But like she likes that and she watched that first. Like she, that was her first introduction to Garfield. And even when that shows on, I feel comforted. I think it's just the sound of Garfield's voice, <laughs> that monotone kind of, I don't know. I just, I love it. It's who so does good. the who does the voice of him in the new show? I don't know. I've not take, taken the time to look, but um, I does do. Does it sound like you know. music? It does. Oh, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Lorenzo music, it sounds a lot like him. Yeah. I don't know if it is. Huh. But uh, Oh, I thought he was dead. Garfield. Maybe he's not. <laughs> He might be. Who knows? I thought I was dead, but whatever. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, I've not given. Oh, I, we gave like the superhero Garfield one a chance one time, just because it was superheroes, and um, I thought the kids might like it. But um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right, Mike. So what's your what's your uh, what's your second pick? Okay, so I'm gonna go with a show that I watched as a kid. And I haven't watched since I was a kid, but I've been watching a lot now um, on Pluto, which I just mentioned. Um, They have a whole channel dedicated to kind of like older kids shows. And the one that I really like to watch is um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, nice. And the reason I like it is because it's something that my kids and I can watch together because they love watching the kids run through the temple at the end of the game and um coda gets real scared of the temple guards and like i even still jump sometimes when they pop oh up. yeah those things are freaky and it's fun <laughs> it's fun to watch the kids get super scared of them in, in the show um but also just how hard that show looked um yeah like, and not just the temple guard uh part but like the temple games and everything like every show pretty much follows the same structure. They've got like a mini game in the very beginning to find out which teams are going to be competing in the show. So there's like, there's usually this long trench of water and like, they've got to get across the trench on these little inflatable inner tubes uh, one at a time. So like one kid will kind of like paddle himself over and then he'll throw a rope over to who I'm assuming is the weak, who they think is the weaker of the two, uh, because they're like, I'm going to be able to get myself across this, and then I'm going to throw you the rope and pull you across. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and well, so you, you got to plan that way. Yeah, and so like the first like four teams to you know hit the buzzer are the ones that go on to the temple games. Um, and so the very first temple game is like a question and answer thing where Olmec will tell you a story about like a relic from the past. And that relic is what you're eventually going to be um, trying to find in the, uh, in the, I can't remember what it's called. I keep holding, it's just the temple at the end, like the temple run um, at the end. And, um, 
And that part's hard. Like, even as an adult, I'll listen to the story and I can't answer any of the questions. I don't know how these kids are doing it. It's like, it's a long story that you just have to listen to and try and remember (laughs) these little pieces of information. He'll ask like 10 or 12 questions uh, to get from four teams down to two. And then those two teams will compete in three temple games that are more physical and um, they'll, they're trying to earn um, pendants, pendants of life. And you have to earn at least one and a half to enter the temple games, but you could possibly win two. And a pendant of life will like, if a temple guard jumps out at you, you can give him your pendant and you can keep going. Otherwise, yeah, they'll, which they'll is take, so, such a cool concept. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll take you out of the game and you're... Um, your teammate will get to go run, have their turn running the running the thing. And I would say probably like maybe only 20 to 30% of the kids actually even finish the temple run and um, make it back in time, which I feel like should be a bit more. Like I feel like they made it way too hard. And I heard one uh, on a documentary one time that they actually let the kids do like a dry run. So they actually know how to navigate the 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 temple but even watching it now i think under the pressure of the time limit or whatever they just get so confused on what to do and you can see them like looking off camera and there's obviously somebody like telling them you like go through the door and like maybe the door's not working because they do what they're supposed to do in the room like they line up something certain way and the door doesn't open and they're like just 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 go just open the door yourself and they're like um Oh my god! It's just it's watching it as an adult. You can kind of see a lot more of the flaws, but the reason it's been such a comfort to me is that it really, more so than any nostalgia show right now, really takes me back to being a kid, um, either during or on the cusp of summer break, and you're just watching this. Even though it was indoors, it felt like a very outdoorsy show. Because it, it kind of mimics you being in the jungle and being outside. Everybody's wearing shorts and athletic yeah. gear and stuff like that. And um, but it's just all the the prizes and everything takes me back to like you know the RC cars that you would get and play outside with, and the sportswear that you would get, and like all the little toy prizes you would get. But um, and, and then obviously you know it'd say it, it was filmed in front of a live studio audience at. Universal Studios, and then that just takes me back to a place of depression where it's like, I know I'll never get to experience <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, um, that hurts. But it, I, I don't know why, but it just, it's especially right now because we are on the cusp of summer, um, uh, this show is really kind of like hitting me in the in those those feels right now. Oh, it, for sure. And it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. And I think also... The reason it I like it is because the only way I can watch it is on Pluto, and it really feels like I'm coming in, and because it's just on a TV station that just plays, I'm not actually having to go to like Apple, you know, the Apple menu and be like play um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's just on, so it's like yeah. I'll go outside and work in the yard, come inside, it's air conditioned, I'm laying on the couch, and Legends of the Hidden Temple is on. I've got my snack. It's, oh man! It makes me feel just like I did when I was like 12 years old, and when this was pop actually... open a Capri Sun yeah. <laughs> and a bag of chips. You're good, man. <laughs> it comes up to me like, Daddy, can you do? And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. not right now. Don't ruin this. Not for right me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Give I'm, me another Capri Sun. <laughs> I am not a dad right now. I'm 12 years old. 
Yeah. Oh, that's such a good show. That out of all the Nickelodeon game shows, that was by and large my favorite. And mm-hmm. all of Nickelodeon game shows were fire, but that one just I don't know. It was just so much fun to watch. And I think too, because it was one you saw like get teased before it came on. So like mm-hmm. I felt like Double Dare was on Nick before I was, you know. Nick Arcade was on Nick before I was, you mm-hmm. know. Double Dare and and Guts too kind of happened in that heyday of Nickelodeon, and um, they were extreme. They were like way more exciting than Nick Arcade and Nick um, yeah. and Double Dare at this point. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to be on that show. I always would get frustrated watching the kids go through the <laughs> temple, being like, "No, you dummy! Don't you even watch the show?" You know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, to to hear you talk about it now seeing it as an adult, like you're seeing just how hard that actually is. Yeah. And I'm sure. I feel like if I had gone through that and did not make it through, I'd have nightmares to this day about it of like <laughs> being trapped in the room or, yeah. you know, just think about too, like, you know, you can do a dry run, but like you throw in the time limit, mm-hmm. having to complete the task and then the fear of somebody popping out. Like, I don't yeah. like going into scary houses, you know, haunted houses. I can't imagine what that would be like thinking like somebody's going to pop out of me on the other yeah. side of this door, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like the the host, um, Kirk Fogg, he, uh, you can like really tell, like after so many episodes, he's probably just kind of going through the motions of like, oh, it's the same thing episode after episode. But when the kids are actually about to finish it, he lights up, man. He gets excited yeah. because he's like, oh my God, they're actually going to do it. He like really starts cheering for him and it's really awesome. Uh, and yeah. like there, there's some kids that were just like, you see them and they're just like, born to run in that temple they're like it's like ninja warrior but for kids and they're just like jumping over things doing everything yeah. perfect there was one that i watched and it was just like flawless this kid knew exactly what to do um but a lot of the time i feel like they're just kids that they've just plucked out of the amusement park and like they're, they don't even know what they're doing there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is fun because it does make for good tv yeah um, for sure i think it's cool too that you know the, the you might you, like you have to get through those early games of like the pulling of the raft and the the story time and all that stuff but you never i don't think you never knew what you were going to get once it was temple time and i think that's like you were saying like seeing kirk um get so excited because it was new to him too like you yeah. didn't know like you know <laughs> some people failed miserably where you're mm-hmm. like well that was a disappointing show <laughs> um but, you know, when, when it actually worked or even when someone just got close, you're like, you know, it was it was thrilling to watch. Yeah, because like even before they run through it, um, I mentioned they get to do a dry run. But then like on the show, Olmec will even like Kirk is like, Olmec, tell them how they can do it. And Olmec tells them like, you can go through this room and then go through this room and then go through this room and then do the shrine of the silver monkey and then do this and do this. And then, you know, you, you find the thing and race back and you do it all within three minutes. And, and it's like, I wouldn't even be able to tell him back what he just told me. Like I, oh, there I know. was, there was way too much remembering in that, in that show. If, if you were a complete stranger and I met you at the park cause our kids were playing, you said, my name is Mike. I would not remember it. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'm terrible at that. I will remember your face until the day I die, but I will never remember your name. 100%. You can Thank tell you. me, you can tell me 20 times and I will never remember your name. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't think the people that are in my life realize how lucky they are that I still know who they are and talk to them. Exactly. Yeah. You're one of the chosen few. My brain has latched on to. <laughs> All right. Well, gr- great pick. Um, man, I really want to watch that this summer now. Um, yeah. All right. So my pick, my last pick, um, this is not a nostalgic show for me by any stretch of the imagination, but that was not the title of this episode. It was Comfort, Comfort Shows. And something I've kind of, I don't know if it's because of how weird and just kind of off course the years 2020 and even 2021 are, and even 2019 for me, I've always said 2019 was actually my worst year. Mm-hmm. Um, but those three years back to back, man, that's like a killer Whew, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. I've become nostalgic for times like 2015, 2015. 2016. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, even though like 2012, like, you know, because like the further I go back, the simpler t- things were. Yeah, for sure. Um, But uh, a show from one of my favorite actors, and I don't even know if most people would consider him an actor, but I adore this guy, and it's Kevin James, and the show is Kevin Can Wait. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say King of Queens. I was like... Well, okay, so here's the thing. I'm a massive King of Queens fan. I yeah. adore the crap out of that show. Mm-hmm. And and here's kind of like, this kind of goes against everything I, I've been saying to some degree with like, you know, talking about Roseanne and, and Full House having their resurgences right Mm -hmm. where these new shows just don't hit the way they did when they originally came out Mm -hmm. if you've watched enough kevin james stuff kevin james is a one note kind of guy and i think that is okay (laughs) kind of like adam sandler to some degree adam sandler has had his very serious movie roles and breakout moments that aren't him just being the angry guy making funny voices right yeah you know you've got you've got those movies that like punch drunk love and i think uncut gems might be one like that too people yeah they really like that i've never watched it but it's not it's not little nicky it's not the water boy it's not billy madison kevin james is and and mind you adam singer and kevin james are actually best friends they intertwine and cross each other's paths in their own movies and shows um but kevin james is just that lovable lug that's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe him. He's that way on King of Queens. He's that way in um, Kevin Can Wait. What mm-hmm. I'm liking so much about Kevin Can Wait is you get the familiarity of Kevin James as a character, right? As a person. He's, you know, selfish in a way, but like to a lovable degree. He's, you know, clumsy. He's goofy. He's just, he's a certain kind of way. He's really the same character he is on everything he plays. But what mm. I like about Kevin Can Wait is um, his situation I really like in this show. So essentially he's a retired cop, which he's not very old at all. Like he's in his 50s. Mm. Retired cop. And he finally has time to stay at home and do whatever he wants to do. Thing is, he can't. He's, you know, there's circumstances in his life that are changing to where he just can't be the lazy retired guy that he's always dreamed of. He's having to get out and do stuff and, and, and do things and compromise his retirement plans to accommodate for all these other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But I like seeing him as a family man because in King of Queens, he doesn't become a, a dad until the end of the show. So you don't, and I always said like, I just hate that we never got to see Doug Heffernan be a dad. Right. Like I, I watched the show for eight seasons of him being kind of like the selfish 
man baby that he is and not get to see him like put on the dad hat well in this show he's still that selfish man baby but he has to put on the dad hat you know he's <laughs> he's got kids he's got three of them yeah and i'm liking it i'm liking seeing him be the dad how does he step into this role of being a father and his wife um real cute actress she's like she's how i liked leah in king of queens in the earlier seasons where she's loving and supportive and nice to him whereas the show goes on she just becomes like a real pain in his neck because he's a pain in her neck and they just kind of they kind of hate each other towards the end of the show oh no i'm liking that okay good you have someone who loves you who takes care of you who likes you this isn't like she's not calling you fat all the time or making fun of you like Mm -hmm. so i'm getting i'm getting the things that like i liked from king of queens and the things i wish king of queens would have done in this show Mm -hmm. only problem is this show only lasts for two seasons, which is a bummer. Oh. Um, and I think Leah reprises a role, like not her role as wife. I don't know how it goes. I haven't spoiled it for myself yet, but she's not in season one, which is what we're on now. Mm-hmm. But she comes into play on season two. I don't know what form or how, but right now, almost finished season one. Wife and I have been watching it every night and we've been laughing. It's hilarious. His friends in that show are funny too. Like he's got a good group of guys like Kind of like he does in King of Queens. Like he's, it's like Kevin James won't do something unless it's on brand for him. And I kind of dig that. Like I kind of think that's cool. Like I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get and I don't have to worry about it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. I have not watched Kevin Can Wait. I know that I loved King of Queens. That was one of the shows that I bought the entire series DVD on when I moved out on my own. Cause like I knew I wasn't going to have cable or anything. So it was like, I need, yeah. I need some things to watch. And this was really before like Netflix or anything like that. So I loved that show. Um, I have heard that the reception to Leah Remini coming back on Kevin Kim wait was so positive that they like kept her on uh, Pat. She was only yeah. supposed to come back for like an episode or two. And then people loved her so much that they wound up writing her into the show. Um, I but like I like I said I've not seen it so I don't know how she comes back or anything like that. Um, you saying that this is only two seasons makes me kind of want to go watch it because I feel like that's not so much of an investment that it'd be difficult yeah. <laughs> to get into. Um, but sounds like I feel like when when did you say this came out? Like 2012, 20? So yeah, I well I, that's I I realized I didn't really preface my whole or I didn't really conclude my thought on like you know the timeline like how Mm -hmm. i've become nostalgic for not so later years but this came on in 2016 and ran through 2018 and like so even the world if it was like and that's the thing the world currently is not a character in this show like they don't they're not Mm -hmm. i'm not hearing things about twitter or tiktok or whatever um but uh this is pre pandemic right like Mm -hmm. i i feel like i kind of have caught myself longing for a time like here's a great example we took my kid to Disney World. You cannot hug, touch, or be close to any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Everything is at a distance meeting. And it's kind of sad to not see your kid give Mickey Mouse a hug. I know that's weird to say, but you kind of like, you know, those pictures, like my daughter's like six feet in front of yeah. her. Like yeah. it's weird. Well, they brought that back now. So mm-hmm. uh, a month after, it started yesterday. <laughs> so a month <laughs> after we were there, everything's back to normal. Yeah. But like, I watched the little video of them previewing like hugs and 
101 character meets are coming back and like they're showing clips of what disney world was like years ago mm-hmm. and i'm like whoa you could just hug cinderella <laughs> you, you know like these kids are like cheek to cheek with her i'm like whoa germs germs i'm free yeah and i'm thinking like wow my mind is mush like i just think everything's germy and contaminated and you know the 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 sky is falling and i'm watching a show that took place two years before that i'm like oh god i miss those times you know what i yeah. mean like it's kind of depressing and kind of like i think we're all gonna need lots of therapy when things can get back to feeling like 2016 again yeah. or 2015 or or 2003 again whatever timeline floats your boat but i don't think anyone's gonna be sitting here like man i really miss 2020 i really miss 2021 oh 100 i mean you will for some reasons like if you have kids i think you're gonna miss when your kid was like a certain age at that time i like watching shows before pandemic because i'm like but i also kind of watch like you have no idea what's ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> like, like kevin can't kevin can't wait gets canceled in 2018 i'm like good <laughs> because you don't want to know what the next couple of years are like good <laughs> yeah the first like episode of the connors when it came back was their youngest kid who was supposed to be like the dj replacement came in and is like overly anxious and scared about germs and everything so he's like wearing a mask and nobody can come into the house without a temperature check and it's just like this is just too real i this is not i can't enjoy this like you think this is funny because it's like lampooning what's going on in the real world but it's not that you're just mimicking like you're just telling us what our actual everyday life is yeah oh my gosh i can't and like i really appreciate um the fact that there are shows and movies that are just airing now that were filmed pre-pandemic because like the new batman movie that was filmed pre-pandemic it just didn't come out because Mm. um actually it was i think it was filmed during the pandemic but like maybe the the new top gun movie that was filmed pre-pandemic and it was pulled because nobody was going to the theaters and they were like you know we don't want it to air um when nobody's going to the theater so we're just gonna wait until people start going back to the theaters and but it's like it's gonna be a slice of life before pandemic because when they were filming it they had no idea about stuff like this so it's just like yeah i i I do appreciate when i see something like that that has no mention of the pandemic or you know there's no masks or anything like that because it is true escapism again yeah yeah yeah, I, I the show the show's been really fun to watch and like I again I like living in 2017 or whatever with them. Like it's yeah. just I'm kind of like yeah, it wasn't so bad like everyone, right? Right everyone yeah. is not so bad. <laughs> and you know, and I remember there was all sorts of crazy things happening during that time. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. Like I said, I I feel like we're all going to need a good amount of healing and therapy after these last couple of years just of how wild things have been. Yeah. It it, it it's just something you'll probably it's it'll be a scar you live with your whole life probably. It's yeah. just it's weird. One but, of my uh, one of the things that I always remember every now and then is when you were telling me about the um King of Queens joke where Doug found his acid wash jeans and and his wife was like, "Okay, we'll be careful out there because it's two out, it's two thousand three out there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really appreciate Kevin James. I you know I I'd like to think he's just as 
lovable and funny as he is in real life. But again, I just I like the characters that he plays. I don't know what it is. He's like he's like a human Garfield. That's a good way to it. May it all make sense now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my picks. This has been a fun episode. Yeah, I think we had some great picks. Well, let us know when we post this episode art, what are, what are some comfort shows that you're enjoying right now? Again, I feel the reason I'm talking about these two shows right now is because I'm feeling comfort by them in the moment. Um, not necessarily these are the greatest comfort shows of all time, but they're they're going to hold their spot too. I mean, they're they're up there in the rankings of shows that Cole likes, shows that I will revisit often mm-hmm. um, for sure. Yep. Um, all right. Well, hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you're... Sorry. I hope you guys are having a great day. <laughs> I hope you're excited for the summer and uh, what's to come with the show. I know we are. And uh, until then, cross your fingers for no more snow. Keep waiting on that sunshine. Get the sprinklers and the grill ready. It's going to be a good one. The girl. Talk to you next time. Grill. The, oh. the grill. The sprinklers, the sprinklers and the girls. The sprinklers and the girls, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get the. <this. laughs> Bring up the hot tub and, and, the, and, the, and the pudding. <laughs> The wrestling, I don't know. The- <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Talk to you next it. time. Later. <laughs>